Good evening, Faith Center, and to all of the followers that listen to us on the broadcast on the uh, streaming line. We trust and pray that you're enjoying the word of the Lord and you're enjoying the fellowship of the Lord and also the spirit of the Lord. For the last few days, we've been, the last few weeks, we've been talking about the Holy Spirit and how the Holy Spirit leads us and guides us and directs us. Uh, we had a tremendous service on this past Sunday in which uh, Donald Gridiron Jr. Uh, brought the word of the Lord. And it was a sound word of the Lord and anointed word of the Lord. And right on point, uh, we were talking about the church and its challenges in terms of the Spirit of the Lord moving and people who are having mental difficulties or mental challenges admitting to those challenges and going and to a proper place to get help. When I say proper place, meaning professional uh, diagnosis of what the problem may be. Uh, heretofore, in the uh, history of the church, we know that when a person admitted to having a mental challenge, they were already committed to the, what we call the loony farm, or some other uh, place that had been determined to be the proper place for people that are having mental challenges. But just because you're having mental challenges doesn't mean that God is not with you, doesn't mean that you don't have the proper uh, solutions to your problem. It just simply means that you're having some mental issues that have to be dealt with. The worst thing that can be done is not to deal with them, to lack of the admittance of them. So before we go into tonight, uh, I want to discuss about the church and its challenges. And also, I want to talk about mental illness in the church and uh, some other things that are hindering the people of the Lord in, from progressing and moving forward. Before we do that, let us pray. Father, we thank you and we praise you. We magnify you. We lift you up. We give you the highest praise. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your kindness. We thank you for your wisdom. We thank you for your knowledge and your understanding. We seek now divine guidance. We seek now divine wisdom. We seek now your divine will that as we go into this, thy word, it will be a benefit to those who are listening and those who are paying attention. We pray for those who are suffering from mental illness. We pray for those who are suffering from social illness and from other, other illnesses that might be attacking the body of Christ. 
And we pray divine intervention. We pray your will will be done. We pray, oh, glory to God, that you will reveal to us what we need to be revealed as you have revealed it to Donald Gridiron Jr. And you gave him the subject that he needed to speak on, and that subject was quite needed in the church community. And so we thank God for the boldness. We thank God for what has been accomplished. And all of the people that have called and those who have failed to call, and those who have talked and said to him, your message was right on point. And it was right on point, and so we thank God for it. And we're going to talk a little bit about the church and its history to get a perspective in terms of where uh, the Lord wants us to go. And so, Father, we thank you and we praise you. And we open ourselves to you to say we open up our hearts and minds and wills and spirits so that your will be done. And God, we pray that you'll give us clear understanding and seek divine guidance in how to say what you want us to say and how to do what you want us to do. And may your glory ever be with us. May we ever shine before you and bring about the peace that you have established for us. In Jesus' mighty name we pray, amen. So let's go a little bit back in history before we begin talking about the book of Acts. What had transpired was the fulfilling of what God had promised to the children of Israel that he would give them, and not only them, but the whole world would receive a promised Messiah. The Messiah that would save his people from their sins. The Messiah that would heal their people from their illnesses. The Messiah that would give them understanding in their ability to think, to move, and to have their being. He made also a promise to the disciples that he would send them a comforter. Comforter is a guide, someone to guide them and direct them in the time of trouble, to give them God's will in a time of difficulty and challenges. So here we have the church having now just come through the Easter experience, which is the sacrificing of the lamb of that God had promised which was Jesus Christ. And now, Jesus is, has commanded them, the children of Israel, the disciples of God, the disciples of Christ, 
to go to Jerusalem and stay there until they be endued with power. Until they receive the power that the Holy Ghost brings to the church. They needed this power in order to know the direction and the will of God. We need the same power in order for us to have the direction and the will of God. The church needs it. To know what direction and what God's will is in our lives and in the lives of the people, in the lives of the church members, in the lives of the saints of the Most High God. So Jesus tells them after his crucifixion to go to Jerusalem and stay there until you be filled with the Holy Ghost, until you get power that comes after you have received the Holy Ghost. So here they are waiting on the Lord. And they stayed in Jerusalem. Now Jesus has given them a commandment. And we have to understand that Jesus has given them a commandment in Luke and in Matthew. Uh, and the commandment that he gives is to go into all the world teaching and preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's the commandment, to go into all the world. But the problem is, the challenge for the church is, they've gotten comfortable where they are. The church is growing. Miracles are happening. Things are getting better. And they feel like, wow, this is great. But they're not following what God says. Go ye into all the world and preach and teach the gospel depending upon which book you are reading. So God, in his infinite wisdom and knowledge, knows how to get us out of our comfort zone. And if there is anything that gets us out of our comfort zone, it is trouble or challenges that confront us in our daily lives. If anything gets us out of our routine, it is challenges that enter into our lives. Whether we call them detours or whether we call them changing of the road that we're traveling on or some other namesake that we give them. But the bottom line is the same. They make us uncomfortable. We get out of our comfort zone. And if anything gets us out, like I said before, it is trouble. So the Lord allows trouble now to start hitting the body of Christ. This trouble is not designed to take them out. It's not designed to destroy them. It's not designed to make them 
difficulty or have difficulties in their lives. This trouble that they are beginning to experience, these challenges of the world, the challenges of the uh, Roman Empire that's coming at them and against them, is designed to get them out of Jerusalem, to make them so uncomfortable until they don't want to stay in Jerusalem anymore. And if you read in the book of Acts, you'll find out that Herod starts to act up, starts challenging, taking prisoners, incarcerating Peter, incarcerating the disciples. Paul is going, running havoc at the church. And the people are now getting anxious about where they are. So they decide, first God, to do and follow what the word of the Lord is saying to them to do that is caused by Jesus. It makes them uncomfortable where they are. So now they've got to move. And so they move, and they're moving out. And as they move out, something interesting happened. The word of God began to spread, which was God's intention from the beginning, was to get the children of Israel out of Jerusalem so they could preach in Samaria and to the uttermost parts of the world. But they were comfortable where they were. So God knows how to get us out of our comfort zone by allowing trouble to enter into our lives. And when trouble comes, it makes us restless. It makes us seek God. It makes us go after God. It makes us hunger for God. It makes us thirst for God. And for God's direction and guidance, for God's will, to be done. We're looking for the power of God to lead us and direct us and guide us, the comfort of God, to comfort us in the time of trouble and the time of difficulty. For God to give us the assurance that he's with us. So that's what God does. He gives them the assurance throughout this book of Acts. Let's them know he's still with them. And even though they're experiencing the things that they are experiencing, the challenges that the church has, the difficulties that the church is facing, the members are dissatisfied with the service that they are getting. And that was for the women who had come to the point where they thought, praise God, that they were being treated unfairly. And so Paul, so God had to deal with that. And he allowed them to address the issue and to face it in their uncomfortableness, yet fulfilling the will of God. 
So they look around and they look at their conditions, they see their situations, they see the challenges that they're facing. They know if they stay in Jerusalem, there's going to be trouble. It's going to be more trouble. It's going to be worse trouble. It's going to be more difficulties, more time of, of challenges that's in their lives. So typically what we do is we move rather than facing the challenges. So in this case, the church began to move and they began to spread the gospel as they moved. So God's will was being accomplished in this challenging that the church is going through. So if you're going through a challenge in your life, if you're going through a trouble in your life, if you're going through some difficulties, some things that are confronting you, that are making you uncomfortable, perhaps God is trying to tell you something. Perhaps God is trying to tell you that you're too comfortable in doing what you are doing. Perhaps God is trying to tell you you need to be uncomfortable. And that uncomfortableness will allow you the ability to hear from God, to seek God, to go after God, so that God can reveal his power and his glory to you. Because remember, he says, you shall be my witnesses in Judea and in Samaria and to the uttermost parts of the world. But if you're comfortable where you are, you cannot spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. You cannot tell other people about what's going on because you're too comfortable. And God is trying to get you uncomfortable so that you will begin to spread the word of the Lord. And allow the Holy Spirit to guide you and direct you and to spread his gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ. To spread it and to let people know that Jesus lives and Jesus died for your sins. Jesus rose again that you might be justified and you might be free you might have experienced the gloriousness of the Holy Spirit. As long as you're comfortable where you are. And I'm not asking for mass dispersions of people. I'm just simply saying challenge. If you're going through a challenge, see if that challenge is designed to make you uncomfortable so that you will to begin to seek God, search for God, acknowledge God, look for God, and do the will of God. Or maybe perhaps you're just too comfortable doing your routine. And God is saying to you today, get uncomfortable, because I want you to spread this gospel of Jesus Christ to the uttermost parts of the world. And we can't spread it until we get receive and become obedient to the will of God. 
when things happen in life, seek first to know whether or not it's a message from the Lord and making you uncomfortable or making you familiar with who he is or making you familiar with his ability and power, acquainting you with the power of God. That's what he did to the church in the book of Acts. He wrought many miracles for them, brought them through some tough times, some difficult times, some challenging times. But all at the same time, he was developing them to become the children that he wanted them to be and be able to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ so that the good news of Jesus, the good news of everlasting life, of good news of dominion power will be spread to the people of the Lord who are waiting for that gospel to be heard from them. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all of these things that you're looking for, that you're hungering for, will be added unto you. God's will for you is to find out his will and do what he wills for you to do and what he plans for you to do. So if you're, un if you're comfortable with what you're doing and you're not uncomfortable, you're not challenged, then perhaps you need to ask the Lord, is what I'm going through, is what I'm facing, is what I'm challenged by, designed by you to help me to get up and do what you want me to do, to do your will, to spread the gospel of good news, to heal the sick, to get the people in line with your will, to teach, to preach, to send to love, and to minister what God's will is for you. And so we pray and trust that you will find, as the disciples found in the book of Acts, that they needed to do what the Lord said to do. And so God helped them to accomplish that purpose by giving them trouble in their lives. By letting them experience difficulties that challenged them, that stirred them up, that got them to the place where they needed to be. And so that's what sometimes trouble does. It gets us to the place where we need to be. It helps us to open up our eyes to see the goodness of the Lord and the glory of the Lord and the purpose of the Lord and the will of the Lord. That his will might be done in our lives. Let's give God praise. Let's give God the glory. Allow the Holy Spirit to minister to you the perfect will of God. 
minister to you the power to do what is right. Minister to you the power of the glory of the Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for your goodness. We thank you for your joy. Thank you for your peace. Thank you for your leadership and your guidance and your direction. Give us clear understanding of what it is you want us to do, when to do it, and then how to do it, so that we can do according to your will and as you purpose in our lives. It may be joyful and Gracious unto you, Heavenly Father. Bless those who are being awakened and those that are being uncomfortable and those, oh God, are facing difficulties in their lives. And may your comfort of the Holy Ghost comfort them in the time of trouble by letting them know you're still with them. You're guiding them. You're directing them. You're leading them in the pathway of righteousness for your name's sake. And God, we give you praise in Jesus' mighty name. And may the comfort of the Holy Ghost be with you and guide you. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank you, Father. Amen. And amen. Well, we trust you've been blessed by the will of the Lord. And if trouble is coming your way, Open up and ask the Lord to guide you and direct you and give you understanding of the purpose. So not all troubles are for the same thing. And so, glory to God, whatever trouble is in your life, and whatever situations are hindering or even causing you to act, then let the will of the Lord be done in your life and say yes to his will. And face the challenges that the Lord has placed upon you by confronting them and doing what the Holy Spirit is saying to do. So, Father, we thank you and we praise you. We magnify and we lift you up. Thank you for your divine word. Thank you for your divine glory. Thank you for your divine spirit. And may you lead us and guide us and direct us, we pray. In Jesus' mighty name. I heard the Spirit of the Lord just say, God's toughening somebody. God is toughening somebody. So the trouble you're going through is to toughen you, to make you stronger, to make you wiser, to make you more in tune with the Holy Spirit. And so, Father, we thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Thank you, Lord. Strengthen us, we pray. Amen. Well, it's offering time. And we're opening now the door of the opportunity to give. You can choose one of the four methods that you see on your screen to give and to support the ministry. Sometimes people are senders and they're not goers. Whatever the Lord blessed you with, he didn't just bless you. He blessed you to be a blessing. So allow the Holy Spirit to be free with you, to use you to his glory and his honor. 
In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Thank you, Father, for all that sit. Thank you for this community that we've been sent here to touch. Thank you for, Lord God, the glorious people that have been surrounding us. And we give you praise. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Repeat after me, Father, this is my seed. And now I deposit into your kingdom. It represents my love and devotion that I have towards you. I thank you for this opportunity to sow into your kingdom. And I do this with joy and thanksgiving. I believe that this seed that I now deposit into your kingdom will bring to me a great harvest. I receive that harvest now. And with that harvest, I'll be able to sow again into your kingdom. I give you thanks for this opportunity in Jesus' mighty name. Thank God. Amen. And amen. And amen. Bless you in the name of Jesus. Bless what you're giving. Bless your offering. Bless the individuals that we requested that you bless this week. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Remember those that are suffering from loss of loved ones, those, oh God, who you'll hear more about in the announcements. And so allow the Holy Spirit to lead you and guide you, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen.